Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto, a cryptocurrency podcast. This is Blockchain Wayne. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. Coincierge Club makes purchasing easy, safe, and the overall process more efficient while costing less. Helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, let's jump in and look at the market update. And what do we see? Day. Uh, we woke up this morning to Bitcoin rising up over the 7,000 mark, a key, uh, key fundamental area for Bitcoin to break. If you remember in yesterday's episode, if you paid attention, I did say in order to validate the ascending triangle that was forming on the chart and confirming that was a bullish indicator, would need a break above 7,000. That's exactly what we saw today. Not only did we see 7,000 break, but many of us were expecting a, a bounce back down from that. And Bitcoin has held, held strong into that, having peaked in the last 24 hours, over 7,100, but maintaining that $7,000 mark uh, at the minimum. So, All right, looking at the overall market is up to 220, I'm sorry, 231 billion, up from 224 billion, uh, you know, in the last 24 hours. Bitcoin being up about 6.7% at the time of recording this. But there's some huge winners on the charts today. IOTA is up almost 43%. Tron is up 26%. Dash is up 31.6%. You're going to hear a little bit more about Dash when we get into the market news. And many cryptocurrencies in the double-digit increase today. Lisk and Ontology also over 20%. Nano seeing a 66% increase today. Uh, that's some from the top 25. All right. Moving along, let's see what's going on in the news today. So. NetSense cryptocurrency credit card will be accepted at 40 million merchant locations globally. So it's an effort to directly compete with Visa, MasterCard, American Express, all the card companies. The company is going to integrate its loyalty program with its crypto credit cards to encourage and reward users for spending digital currencies. New digital currency credit card services, which will be operational domestic, which will be U.S. and Canada by Q4 2018. It's going to hit the European markets in early 2019. So the service has been launched to make it extremely easy for cryptocurrency enthusiasts to spend their digital currency holdings. NetSense will employ its instant settlement technology to convert crypto holdings into fiat instantly. So the merchant doesn't need to accept cryptocurrency. They will, be, they will have their holdings converted directly into fiat. So cardholders are going to benefit from a real-time facility for purchases. So the crypto credit card is going to have the features of a PIN, Chip, magnetic stripe, and NFC functionality. So fully functioning credit card that will be tied, that you can tie to certain cryptocurrency wallets. Another step in moving cryptocurrency into the mainstream. All right, next up in the news today, Dash. Remember I mentioned earlier, Dash is up over 30% at the time of this recording. At the time of this news article was released, Dash was experiencing a strong price surge at the time, up 20% in the past 24 hours. And as I said a minute ago, that is now over 31%. Um, but it's basically what's driving that is news coming out of Venezuela that is experiencing a solid increase in adoption by users who are fleeing the Venezuelan Bolivar after a six-figure inflation rate. So speaking to Business Insider earlier this month, the Dash CEO, Ryan Taylor, is quoted as saying, we're seeing tens of thousands of wallet downloads from the country each month. Earlier this year, Venezuela became our number two market, even ahead of China and Russia, which are, of course, huge in the cryptocurrency right now. 
It took them a long time to get to the first 50, first 100, but at the beginning of July, the number was around 400, and we we're already at 800. We're at the point of more than 200 a month. So this is what we're seeing with Dash. People are fleeing. You know, we, we're looking at it from our standpoint as cryptocurrency still being very volatile from a currency aspect of being able to spend, getting use case. According to Venezuelans, they are seeing it differently as it is providing more stability than their highly inflated government-issued currency. And many are not too keen on the government-issued cryptocurrency that, that Venezuela is trying to roll out. So that is what we're seeing. That's why you're seeing a lot of adoption in cryptocurrency in countries like Venezuela, countries like Turkey, and many African countries where you see extreme inflation and the government-issued fiat currency is not worth anything. All right, so let's move along, see what else is going on in the news today. So Morgan Creek rolls out a cryptocurrency fund today, right around the time Bitcoin hovers around $7,000. Now, they did leave out some, some key cryptocurrencies. Uh, the Investment House, which has $1.5 of assets under its wing, has refused to include Ripple in its new rules-based index fund because of supposedly a lot of additional risk. So on the launch day of the Digital Asset Fund Index, Morgan Creek, has, Morgan Creek has opted to exclude any cryptocurrency with more than a 30% pre-mine, currently including eight cryptocurrencies to which institutional investors and other parties can now gain exposure. It will also exclude altcoins such as Stellar, which if you remind, Stellar is a fork off of Ripple, and also NEO and EOS. So if there's a central party that owns 30% or more of supply, then they will withhold them from the index, Morgan Creek Digital Partner Anthony Pompliano told the publication. So that is going on, you know, in cryptocurrency space. It's it's curious to see how different companies take different stances on cryptocurrencies that are out there. You know, EOS, who, you know, they're touting a very decentralized blockchain, but at the time, more than 30% uh, supply still being held by EOS. So you could see some of those cryptocurrencies take a different stance as coins get distributed. So next up, Coinbase is back in the news again. Coinbase has done a study that shows 18% of U.S. students now own cryptocurrencies. Now, what does that mean? So in general, about 9% or less of U.S. citizens own some form of cryptocurrency. That's based on surveys that have come out recently. So it looks like college students are quickly quick to adopt. I really think it also has a lot to do with their you know, lack of interest per se, in the stock market, as the stock market is viewed as something that is, you know, not, not really a good investment, not a good long-term play, not a good gamble if you're looking to grow to a substantial investment. So Coinbase Survey found that there's high demand for crypto and blockchain courses as well across a diverse spectrum of students. So here's some stats for you. 34% of computer science and engineering majors indicated interest in learning about blockchain technology. 47% of social science majors are interested in the same, according to the survey. So speaking to the enthusiasm within the social sciences are those related to study of human society and social relationships. Uh, learning about financial system prepares students in all programs for the job market today. Cryptocurrency, for those that are in college today, is going to a, play a big part of their working life, especially regardless of what you know, what field they decide to go in. So this is, this is uh, very interesting to see. I think you're going to see that number continue to grow. I would say probably in the next couple of years, you're going to see that there's going to be at least 35 to 50% of college students owning cryptocurrency. 
So let's move along to our crypto education corner today. So today we're gonna to look at an indicator that can be used to help identify trends. And then I'm, I'm, as mentioned in past episodes, I'm gonna cover also two different cryptocurrencies in the top 100 list that have real world product and real world use for that product as well. So today's indicator we're gonna look at is the Bollinger Bands. The Bollinger Bands is a chart indicator developed by John Bollinger. So the tool is used to measure a market's volatility. We can determine if the market is quiet or volatile by the distance between the bands. The wider the bands, the more volatile the market, and also the closer the bands, the less volatile the market is. So uh, looking at that, the top or bottom of the bands could also be resistance of support. Uh, typically the middle line is, is resistance. If, if the trend is above the middle line of the Bollinger Band, that's considered bullish momentum. If the price is below the middle line, there's bearish momentum. The middle line can be used as respected support or resistance. Also, typically when you see those Bollinger Bands, it gets ultra tight within a 2.5% difference between the top and bottom band. It's what is known as a squeeze, which can indicate some price action. Depending on where that squeeze is happening, it could indicate a potential dip uh, for dip trading, give you the opportunity to buy a dip, which would dip below the resistance, and then you can make a quick day trade as it bounces back into you know resistance territory. So um, if the price goes beyond the top or bottom line, it generally retracts back toward the middle line, which keeps its trend. Now, obviously a breakout is gonna invalidate that trend, but it's most common use you know, for most markets. Due to explosive price movement of cryptocurrency, this rule of thumb sometimes does not apply to the markets we are investing trading in. I learned that early on, probably about, I'd say about 10 or 11 months ago, playing around some trading, looking using Bollinger Bands quite a bit and realizing it is great to use overall, but there are some times where it, it just doesn't play out. But that's why you wanna use multiple indicators. We're just using this as one. So give us a, give us a shout, drop a comment on our Facebook page. Do, do you use Bollinger Bands when trading? And what else do you use? Main ones I like to use when I'm doing some day trading, are your Bollinger Bands, your RSI, and your MACD, which I've talked about in past episodes. Which indicators do you like to use to identify your trading opportunities? All right, so next, let's take a look at the two cryptocurrencies that have a real-world use case and a real product. So Steam, I, I talked about Steam slightly in a couple episodes ago. Steam is a cryptocurrency that powers Steemit. It's a decentralized social media platform that incentivizes users participating through micropayments. So it's kind of like Reddit, instead of just upvoting or downvoting posts, you can actually reward creators for their content. Uh, now I know people that have earned substantial incomes from using Steam. It's a functional cryptocurrency used exclusively on the Steemit platform. It gives it something of a limited use, but seeing as how Steemit is live and has a few hundred thousand users, you know, it, it, it's definitely a working product. Some people may be even earning money using Steemit, which like I said, I've seen that. People have already been cashing out their Steemit and, you know, and basically seeing that, that movement, seeing uh, the price going up and down, they are, they are, you know, cashing a good bit of that out. Uh, so basic attention token is the next one we're going to look at, BAT. Uh, that is, it's one of the easiest projects to identify that has a working project. The Brave browser has more than 3 million active users. You can go on your phone. If you have an Android, you can download the Brave internet browser. Uh, so between mobile and desktop platforms as well, you can download it for desktop. 
It's one of the most widely used working products in the blockchain space. So not only is the Brave browser functional, it's the only browser in the market that has built-in ad blocking and tracker blocking, making the browser experience both cleaner and faster than what you get with other popular browsers like Chrome and Firefox. So with the future remaining uncertain for BAT token itself, as its adoption depends heavily on whether or not advertisers buy in to the Brave model, as well as how willing Brave users are to be shown relevant ads and to pass along the BAT they earn to content publishers. So in essence, if you decide to view an ad, you can earn the BAT token, and then you can use that to reward content publishers, very similar to what you can in Steam, which is why I grouped these two together in today's episode is because it's kind of a similar process. So given Brave's success in just a short time period being launched, the future does appear promising for BAT. Now, of course, we're just speculating right now, but when you have a working product that people are using, it is a little bit easier to speculate. All right, that is it for our two cryptocurrencies today that we're gonna look into. That is it for our episode today. All the articles we talked about are available on our Facebook page from no crypto to no crypto. Uh, go on there, give us a, give our Facebook page a like if you haven't already. If you want to stay up to date with all the latest news, go click after you click on like on our Facebook page, click on the follow button. It'll give you the option to select see first, which means whenever you go into your timeline, you will always, you will never miss one of our updates, whether it's a news price update, or whatever, or one of these podcast episodes, it'll, it'll alert you on your Facebook timeline. Also, head on over to Amazon if you haven't already. We've got a cryptocurrency beginner's guide called From No Crypto to No Crypto, same name as the podcast. It's a short 40-page read that gives you all the basics you need to get started in the cryptocurrency market. It doesn't cover every single aspect, every single technical aspect, but it gives you all the resources you will need to be able to research, identify, and learn, and begin this journey whether you're just starting now, haven't started yet, or maybe you've been in a little while, there's, there's something for everybody to learn in that short book that's available in paperback and Kindle ebook. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. That's our end of our episode, and we'll see you on the next episode.